This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This episode comes from our YouTube teaching archives. This week, we are talking about overprotective parenting and what is the emotional impact of this for us once we get into adulthood. So the question we've had in, David, is you say that you work with many clients with dysfunctional childhoods, so people who suffer from emotional, physical or sexual abuse, but that also being overly protected or overly cosseted as a child can also deeply affect our emotional health as adults. Can you explain why this is and how do we recover from this if if it's happened to us? Just to begin then, David, what do we mean when we say overprotective parenting? Yeah, so uh, I think this is more uh, more relevant than people think really, because a lot of us have been um, brought up and we can easily recognize a dysfunctional family yeah. when, you know, things aren't right and and physical things are involved and, you know. Lack we, of care yeah, from the parents. Or... It's almost like that's kind of quite easy to recognize. Yeah. What may be more difficult to recognize is what we're talking about today, is when we're brought up in a family and our parents kind of put us in a bubble I call it and 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 they they do our thinking for us they tell us what we should be doing what we should be studying what, you know how we should be living what time of bed we got you know they, they don't allow us to kind of experiment and learn our life lessons because they're trying so much to keep us safe mm -hmm. and I think the definition just listen to this I think the definition of being safe is being in control so they're trying to keep us safe but they slip into being in control they slip into being controlling parents and they will justify this and say oh well I really love my children I don't want them to suffer any yeah. any um you know Harm like hardships or, and yeah. inconvenience discomfort so I know what's best mm. for them yeah. the problem is when you do that you almost handcuff them and they don't mm -hmm. learn the life lessons mm -hmm. the name of this series mm -hmm. they don't because they're not dealing with the life lessons because the parent will jump in in front of them will parachute yeah. in and say well I'll sort it out yeah. I'll sort it all out for you and of course the child likes that because the child doesn't have to take responsibility and doesn't have to experience the red light feelings. Exactly. So why wouldn't yeah. why wouldn't he not like that? Yeah. So once that happens, the child goes, "Well, this is great. If I have a bit of a temper tantrum or a strop, then yeah. somebody will jump upset in or start crying. If I just feel a a bit awkward or yeah. a bit uncomfortable about something, yeah. somebody would jump in like a fairy godmother or godfather and sort it all out for mm -hmm. me. Isn't that an easy way? Well, for a child, that yeah. is. The problem is, where does the child 
learn the life lessons, the techniques, have the tools to deal with reality. The reality that eventually that they will be released into whenever Mm -hmm. age they are, Mm -hmm. 16, 18, 20, whatever age they are, they'll be released into the reality and they're almost being released with no toolbox to deal with it. I mean... It is very, I would imagine, I'm not a parent, but I would imagine it's very difficult for any parent to want to see their child in discomfort, hardship, pain, upset, to to not to want to to jump in. But what we're talking about here is uh, the parent who throughout the child's life up till kind of into their teens, I guess, overly controls, overly micromanages, overly protects the child and does stuff does things for them to stop them experiencing any form of uh, discomfort or emotional pain I mean so we're not talking about physical pain we're talking about more emotional awkwardness difficulty um and so what other than the fact that it's a, a mother's or a father's or a you know a carer's instinct to want to protect the child what's actually going on for a lot of these parents i mean there's a term being used now for overly protective parenting helicopter parenting what's going on with in the mind of the parent is it just about naturally wanting to uh, love and protect their child or is there something deeper more kind of manipulative going on well I, I think it's explained very well in the Wu Wei model um the Wu Wei wisdom model uh of the emotional pendulum okay so what you'll probably find is if you look if you are a parent that's doing this <clears throat> or you've experienced a parent mm-hmm. doing this to you you'll probably find that it's either one of the things that this has happened to you, that you've been overly protected and you want to do the same for your child, even though you know it doesn't work, but you can't teach your child because you haven't got the skills yourself how to deal with their emotions, or it's the opposite, that you haven't been um, nurtured and protected. And so you've said to yourself, this would never happen to my child. Yeah, okay. And you overcompensate yeah. and you do the opposite. Yeah. Now, this is why Wu Wei is very important because Wu Wei means being in your flow, being mm-hmm. in your balance, being able to find the midway, the center line of these two extremes. Because we don't want to throw the child out when it's not experienced to be bullied and not help the child, of course. But we have to get that balance correctly so the child will learn these life experiences with prompting, with support, with with that guidance from their parents. So it's almost like the parents, I don't know whether you would call it a backseat driver. I don't think that's mm-hmm. a good – but the parents is kind of supporting the child, guiding the child – offering the child solutions, offering the child different ways to do it, rather than jumping in front and dragging the child along with yeah, them and this saying, way, my way is the best, best way. way. Don't, don't question this, just do it. And the, the motivation, though, as you say, if, if, it's, if the parent has a vow that this will never happen to my child or I want to protect my child from the things that happen to me, so there's a kind of a fear, a red light feeling of a fear, motivation based on those beliefs but what about for the parents who are wanting 
they're they're doing this overbearing, overprotective parenting because they want their child to be perfect. They they is you know we we read so much about now you know parents uh, pushing pushing their children to be perfect at school, perfect at the exams, perfect at doing all their hobbies. You know, and that creates a heck of a pressure on the child. It really does, and you can see as we start to develop this subject that there are many different degrees, which I'm sure we won't cover in all these videos and I'm sure you're sitting at home and thinking oh it's not that's not what happened to me but Alex is right so when when your parents haven't got that emotional education Mm -hmm. they will almost want to see manifesting in you so if they didn't do well at school or if they think their education wasn't up to a certain standard they will really push you harder than that you should be pushed to to achieve Mm -hmm. to be perfect Mm -hmm. to to get to get the qualifications to reach the levels that they couldn't reach so in a way they're living their life through their children and this is very difficult for the child because how can a child analyze this out because a child as Alex said I think it probably is natural that we want to please our parents. We want our parents to be proud of us. We want to get the strokes of approval from our parents. We want to get what we believe is love. And we've done a video of what is love. Yeah. Because a lot of parents will well, use this, 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 uh, this idea of love. is almost like a commodity, mm-hmm. like, a, like something I can give to you. If you're a good girl or a good boy, here's my love and my approval because you're doing what I think is best for you. But if you don't do what I you th- I think is right, I'll take this love away from you. And this love is almost used like a carrot and a stick. Yeah. Like you'll get it when you're doing what I want to do. You won't get it when you're doing what I want to do. And this is very confusing for the child. This, this is you. This is... Now, your mind that we talk about the inner child, the the child doesn't understand this because the child just wants to please their parents. And then when the love is taken away, the child will blame themselves. There must be something wrong Mm -hmm. with me. We've talked about this on all of our videos. So again, you have to understand this idea of this control of the emotional education. So if you are the one that has been put into this bubble, have a think about why your parents did that. Have a look at your grandparents. Ask them about their childhood. Try and get more understanding. Remember the saying, you can't change what you don't understand. So try and understand it. But more importantly, for those parents out there now that's parenting a child, parenting your children, you know, I know you love them. I know you want the best for them. I know you want to keep them safe. But you are going to release them into the real world, into reality. You are going to release them where they will meet bullies, where they will meet overpowering people, where they will meet dysfunctional people. Please give them the emotional education to deal with that. And the best way to give a child emotional education is to talk to to them, to talk to them about their emotions, to pass it on, to show that emotions is something that they create, not something that's get given to them, not something that that they're infected by. To give them the tools, so if they are having difficulty at school, say for instance, don't 
parachute in and sort it all out for them, work with them to sort it out. So they see you and they get their guidance from how you speak to a teacher, how you speak about a course or a subject, how you resolve matters without resolving to having a temper tantrum or shouting and screaming. And I would, I mean, obviously this is a kind of an age appropriate conversation. The conversation has to be tailored to the age, age of your child. But I think the idea of presenting the child with, there are options here. There are options how we can deal with this situation rather than jumping in and saying this is the way it's going to be done, fait accompli, engaging the child in an age-appropriate way to say, look, there's different ways we can sort this problem out. It It is something that can be sorted out rather than, uh, you know, sweeping it under the carpet and say, there, there, let me fix it. Uh, or, you know, you know, mummy or daddy will sort it out for you, you know, go and you know, sit down and, and we'll deal with this. Be collaborative with the child. Yeah, and, and, and strange enough, I might surprise you. I don't think this can start too early. I think <clears throat> once the child can start to reason and once the child can start to have some form of conversation, even if they're four or five, you know, whatever age, because every child develops differently, then be able to talk to them, you know, and, and, and discuss, as Alex said, this is why, oh my goodness, this is why parenting is so difficult because you have to find the appropriate words. And there's just not enough done on this emotional education for children to find the appropriate words to discuss with a child, even if you use a story, even if you bring it into a bedtime story, so you can allow the child to discuss, to talk, not to shut themselves down when they have a feeling, but to be able to come to their parents and, and discuss that feeling and you enter into discussion. And I know, I know what you're saying because I'm a parent. How many times do children come to you at exactly the wrong time <laughs> when you're cooking, when you've just come home from school and they come and give you the big problem? This is difficult. And so you have to be appropriate and you have to say something like, we can't talk about that at the moment, but we will later. And that's the key. You must talk about it later. So you have to be really up for this emotional education. So important for your child. And I guess I would say this, wouldn't I? I think it's one of the most important things. We teach our children math and English and geography. We don't teach them <laughs> yeah. emotional education. And yet this is the thing that they're going to carry right through their yeah. lives and pass on to their children, your grandchildren. And this carries on down the generations, as Alex said. So if I'm an adult who has had this type of upbringing where I have been overly protected. I have had everything done for me. I've not had to be exposed to any difficult or painful situations. If I carry the belief that the world is perfect or the world should run should perfect, be perfect, should be perfect, nothing should go wrong, or that I should be perfect. So they're the kind of two things we've talked about. Or I'm special. Yeah. Slightly different. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm in a bubble. Everything's going to be <clears throat> done for me. How do I now begin to unlock this? How do I begin to think more authentically? How do I face up to reality and not be overwhelmed in terms of the, a red light feeling? How do I let go of the misunderstandings? Well, if you've recognised what Alec just said, you've done the first step because you're on the golden thread now. And then you recognise 
that this is why and you come down and you do the golden thread why 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 as we're demonstrating many videos and if you're saying well i think the world should be the way that i want it to be then that's where the work starts mm -hmm. because now you have to start to understand what we call emotional education that i'm very sorry the world is not the way you think it should be people do not act the way that you think is fair and reasonable the world is not living to your expectations and the real Wu Wei wisdom work there is what are you going to do about that? Now you can build up protections and lock yourself away, but you know the only one that's going to suffer? You. Mm -hmm. It's like taking poison and think the world's going to feel sorry for you and suddenly change. This is not reality. And for me, this is one of the greatest spiritual teachings that I can give you. Being spiritual means you have to live in reality. That's what I love so much about the Taoist teachings and Wu Wei wisdom. You have to find that flow. This is reality out there. And I know you're sensitive. And I know you're loving. And I know you're compassionate. But you still have to live in reality. You can't create your own little world like a utopian, a Disney world where bunny rabbits jump in the field every day and roses grow around your door and everybody strolls around with a whistle and a smile on their face. That is not the world we yeah. live in. And I think, um, it, you know, you will feel that because that that belief of wanting things to be like a Disney World perfect, no conflict, everything to go your way, no difficulties, no challenges, that false expectation, when it butts up with reality, it creates such an internal tension within red us. Lights. And that is what creates the red lights. <laughs> and this is why also, you know, people go into things like codependent relationships because they've had the parenting where the parents has protected them, overly cosseted them, kept them safe. So they then seek out relationships with people who want to rush in and save them, do everything for them. And we've done a, a great video on codependency and codependent relationships. And I will put a link to that above. But, it, but it's also, can I say... It also leads to what we call in, in our model CCJ, comparing, criticizing and being judgmental. Mm. Because these people then are always looking around to blame, to blame everybody else or to compare themselves it's, or worrying about what other people yeah. think about them. Yeah. Remember what other people think about you is none of your business. Yeah. But for this person, it is because they're trying to get reality to mix their yeah. model. Yeah, they me, want yeah. reality to be the way that they, they want, want to be it to kept be. In, in the bubble, on the pedestal, <laughs> yeah. special, that nothing yeah. goes wrong or nothing happens to them, that everything, everyone's happy with them, everyone praises them, and the world is a very nice, fluffy, and, safe and, place. And can, and can I say, because this is very important, they're not doing this to harm any, no. any, anyone. They don't want anyone to yeah. suffer. They want everything to be happy and nice as long as they're as long as they're just a little bit raised up yeah. as long as they're just a little bit yeah. special and the, the problem is doesn't that sound wonderful to a child doesn't that sound wonderful oh you are a gorgeous little child everything you do oh isn't that wonderful you've done so well or whatever but the problem is when you hit the reality yeah. and you find reality is not the way that you've been taught, it's shocking. then it's like a big shock. Well, I mean, this is now we're talking about the inner child, really, yeah. because what 
we, as, as the adult part of us, we need to reach some level of acceptance. That's what you're saying, that reality is not Disneyland. So there's a, there's an adult level of acceptance there that now we're grown up. Now we're not children. We need to accept we are living in the real world. So I guess that would be the first step. So then, then the next step is then going back and teaching that reality, teaching that level of acceptance, teaching the, the inner child that they will cope, although reality can be a bit sticky. It can be difficult. Some people can be awkward or challenging. That together, you and your inner child, the adult part of you and the inner child part of you, together you can cope and manage with any situation. So there is nothing to be scared about. Well, exactly. You know, and, and this is when people say, I can't cope. And I, I always smile because mm. I say, you know, you've always coped. Mm. You always will cope. What we're talking about is the style, the method of coping. Mm. Can you cope better? Well, of course you can. When you change your core belief system to match up with reality, your coping mechanism will be more realistic. This is the problem, as Alex says. If you've got an unrealistic coping mechanism, then it's more difficult to cope. But even then, even then you still have coped. If you want this magic fairy godmother or fairy godfather to drop in when things get a bit sticky, sort it all out for you, put it in a box, put a pink ribbon on it and give it you back. That's not reality. If you want this, then you're going to be striving. You're going to create red lights, Mm -hmm. as Alex said. And this is why I call them red lights. Red lights are telling you. It's like a smoke alarm buzzing saying, what you're thinking will not work. Go back and have a look at those thoughts and beliefs mm-hmm. and tweak them. You know, a, a lot, a client said just this morning, Oh, Crikey, you're talking about wholesale changes, aren't you, David? Actually, you're not. You're talking about little tweaks yeah. just to get the belief system to match up with reality. So you're being authentic. You're being truthful. You're living within with honesty and integrity. You believe in yourself. You know you're not perfect, but you're giving it your best shot. And if you don't get it right, then that's the life lesson. You learn because every human being only learns by making mistakes. So if you think you can live a life where you don't make a mistake, where no one criticizes you, where no one calls you a failure, then you'll be sorely misunderstood because that is not reality. And that's where, you know, when we face these challenges, these difficulties, that's where growth occurs. That's how we how we actually reach our true potential. We don't reach our true potential in the kind of the artificial safety bubble, really. I mean, that that's the life lesson, really, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, because because that the, the, the client this morning said, yes, but that's like my comfort blanket. And she did this. Oh, that's like my comfort blanket. And I said, you have to be careful of a comfort blanket. You know why? It can smother you. Because if you keep on putting this comfort blanket on top of you, you're not expanding. You're not being spiritual. Spiritual means you have wings. You can fly. (laughs) You know, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to learn. You're going to get stronger. As Alex says, when you fall, you come back. As we always say, get back on the bike. (laughs) Stop pedaling harder because you'll fall off the bike several times in your life. Now, talking about children. Isn't this the best way to teach a child that when something doesn't happen, 
Then they get back on the bike, they learn their lesson. You help them learn the lesson. You sit down with them, you give them the hug, of course you do. You make them milk and cookies and you tell them that you love them. But then you say, right, now what have we got to learn about this? So it doesn't happen to you again. This is what I think the life lessons is about. Understanding what it is you don't understand. First of all, you have to find it. You can't change what you don't understand. You have to find it, understand it, then you can choose to change it. Mm -hmm. And this is why we call it life lessons. Learning those things that we all, every human being, you, me, Alex, everybody watching, our life doesn't go perfect. You know, we talk about dysfunctional families. I, and I use that word now because everybody's familiar with it. I often wonder, is there such a thing as a functional family? No, well, this is the thing. There is no perfect setup, but it's about... It's all part of the human experience. Exactly. It's all part of our unique journey. It's not about judging uh, your parents, judging your childhood. It's about taking the lesson, accepting, and as an adult, if it's required, doing that work with your inner child. So the parenting you've just talked about then, the authentic parenting, authentic communication with, with your physical child, this is what you can do with your in a child now as an adult. And we've done a series of videos on this and I'll put a link above to that, which will help you a three step, step guide to how you begin reparenting your inner child to bring them out of this Disneyland, this fear of this need to be kept safe and allow them to grow and to flourish. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important because some some people sometimes ask us, oh, well, how, do, how do you do the Wu Wei wisdom? How do you do the golden thread on, a, on my physical child? You do it in exactly the same way as you do it for yeah. you. There should be no difference, you see. This is what I'm always saying to you. Would you, would you say that to your physical child? then why are you saying it to yourself? So the way you teach your physical child is exactly the way you teach yourself. Honesty, truthfulness, integrity, showing them that they're not perfect, showing them that when they make a mistake, we all make mistakes. Don't criticize them. Don't judge them. Don't compare them. Don't let them look over the road and say, well, he's very good at math, so now why aren't I good at math? Well, let's find out why you're not good at math. What is it you don't like about math? Let's sit down and work together. And this is good parenting. It's to find the problem and then resolve the problem. Now, I, I know a lot of you uh, sitting there say, oh, David, I haven't got the time. I haven't got the time. But you know what? You, you spend a lot of time worrying. You spend a lot of time anxious. You spend a lot of time on that carousel going round and around and around. You spend a lot of time lost in your maze. You spend a lot of time making excuses and justifications. Can I just take a little bit of that time and use it positively? That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying invent more time. I'm saying be more clever with yeah. your time. Make it more effective. Make it more spiritual. Make it more truthful. Make it more authentic. You are awesome. Your child is awesome. Not perfect. There's a big difference between being awesome and being perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You've got to find a way to support yourself and your child with reality, with truth, with honesty and integrity. Live your truth. You are awesome.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.